Welcome to Accelerate Your Wealth, a podcast by Rebecca Robertson, founder and director of Evolution Financial Planning. We hope you enjoy the show and please feel free to leave us a review. It really does help. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram or head over to www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk or our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning for regulated advice on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast. Hey, it's Rebecca here and I hope you're doing really well. Um, So I was due to interview someone for a podcast and unfortunately, I hope they're okay, but they didn't attend. So I'm now sitting here going, right, what should we talk about today? Because I have to get a podcast out every week. Um, so, and I like interviewing people because to be honest, it's easier than me sitting here talking to myself. This always feels a bit weirder. Um, so I thought I would talk about what it's like working with a financial advisor. So for a lot of people, when they first come to me, um, they've either Googled female financial advisor um, or they've known me on social media, read my book or just been friends on Facebook or something or been connected through LinkedIn or something of that nature. Excuse the noise. If you can hear scratchy noises, that's my very old dog moving around in my office. Um, And they often haven't worked with a financial advisor before. So it's quite new uh, experience. Um, And they are, not it's not necessarily they haven't got money like they haven't got money to invest but they may be sort of new to it so they may be inherited some money or they've got some you know new bonuses through work or they've worked really hard in their business and they've um had some great profits um or like another client recently they sold their business and so they typically don't come from money they haven't been surrounded by money um, but they're that sort of middle middle bracket of earnings where, you know, they've got enough to pay the bills, enough to get food on the table and maybe like an odd holiday once or twice a year potentially, um, up to clients who, you know, have quite lavish holidays um, and, um, you know, go out and have takeaways every weekend and live quite comfortable lifestyles, maybe have two or three cars on the drive. Um So, but when they then inherit some money or they come into some money, they start to realise that they can't keep spending the way that they're spending. They um, need to start thinking and planning for the future. I have a really bad cold, so hopefully you didn't hear my coughing then. I paused for a moment. Um, yeah, so they only start thinking, people only start really start thinking about planning for the future when there's some sort of milestone that's happened, there's some sort of something that's come up through their family or a parent, and it's made them realise that they need to have a closer look at things. And then when we do that, like I spoke to a client today, which was quite a long call today, um, but was just really needed because there was just so much to discuss. And they had um, an old policy that they'd been paying, um, which they thought was his, and it wasn't. It was in her name. So that's a, a life insurance critical illness policy, which they thought was for him. So he was covered. Something happened to him. 
as he was at that time running that business was the main earner actually it wasn't it was in her name and also it was under a business policy therefore I don't even that business doesn't exist anymore um so people tend to leave their finances we just forget no one's telling us to audit things so when you then speak to a financial advisor often it can be a bit of a can of worms sometimes there's more than one or two things to talk about um not everyone um but sometimes there's lots of different layers you know it might be other complexities around other family members children um and also we look at old pensions which you know it's, it's, it's sort of like really digging up the past for some people um, and it takes a real effort. So it's not a simple process because it's not like we can do everything for you. You have to give us authority to do certain things. So, for example, if we've got an old pension you want us to review. We do need you to sign a letter of authority, confirm where that pension is, how much the value is so that we can then write to that pension provider and figure out exactly what's going on. Now, why can't we just take the information that you give us? Um we can't we're not really allowed because the information that they give you is there's not enough of it for a start so they don't often give certain information around charging structures so clearly they should be but they don't um they aren't often giving the fund code information um they just give sort of a real basic summary overview so we have to ask many other questions so that might be the fund might have what's called a CEDL code or an icing code, um, and they are the fund codes. So every fund, every investment strategy has um, a fund, like a barcode that's attached to it. Um, I hope my dogs aren't going to argue. I don't know if you heard that growl. My puppy is uh, annoying my older dog. Bet she hasn't. and just walked over to him, but there we go. Um, <laughs> and we get grumpy as we get older, right? Um, so we're asking certain questions that, providers don't really generally give to clients or e easily um so we write off the providers and so that that process in itself so when we originally when we first speak to people it's just a sort of it's a, just a discovery call to figure out what their circumstances are what their situation is and then we think about how we can help them so whether it's a mortgage or it's life insurance or it's to review a pension or it's an investment that they they've got some money and it might end up going into a pension or an investment of some kind or they've you know they've inherited some money or their business is doing really well we take those set of circumstances and, and sort of listen to the client to then find out exactly how we can help them now we're quite holistic so that might sound really obvious or we'll figure out how we can help them but we're quite holistic so we do a lot of things in, in several different ways and um, we're not square peg square hole we, we we're much more you know broader than that because we give independent advice um so it might be that we offer a coaching session or we'd offer a one-off piece of advice around a particular product um or we might um offer financial planning so forecasting a set of circumstances so i was talking to a client today they've got a lump sum of money they want to know if they need to go back to work or not and I showed them with forecasting how long that money will last based on their income, um, their, their expenditure. Um, and there's other examples where we've done more complicated planning where you've got clients who might be getting bonuses each year. They might be getting pay rises that are quite substantial. Um, they might Their business might be growing and they want to sort of 
achieve certain objectives kids going to university retiring at a certain point gifting money to children and having a certain lifestyle between a certain age band to achieve certain objectives so they want to plan for that future so they want the money that they've got to work really well for them so that's the planning piece so we can put that into um, a forecasting system tool that I use and that allows me to then sort out exactly what we can do for them so that initial conversation is just okay yep yes we could help you these are the kind of things that how we can might be able to help you um so that's with my client manager um Katie um, at the moment does that she's done that for me for about six or seven years so every time someone books in a discovery call that's the first point of contact um you get an appointment booking link um, and you get a reminder sent to you. And Katie, at the moment, calls physically calls people on the number that they provide. Then Katie will book um, the client in with the advisor. So that was me. Um, I would um, have that booked into my diary. Again, the client will get an appointment reminder. And we don't at that point when we're, we're not asking for them to do anything. They just we just need them to know roughly what their circumstances are. So some clients come really super prepared. They've got all the paperwork ready, and they feel really disappointed that we didn't go through everything. Um, and then others um, don't know pension values and don't, don't even know what they've got. Now that can be a little bit tricky because then we can't drill down into. The next steps we can talk generically but we're not able to move the conversation along if we are um we can then start to discuss okay well what's what's the right offer for you are we doing planning first and then advice around products or are we doing a bit of both um are we just doing a one-off piece of advice we're not doing the planning we're just maybe reviewing a pension um or are we just doing a one-off piece of like a coaching call or a, um, a mentoring call for example um excuse me um so our charging structure depends on what what it is we're doing now for most financial advisors um they don't some do the planning some don't if they do some do it within the advice piece um and therefore it's sort of all included some financial advisors have a minimum level of investment or a minimum level of pension that they're reviewing for example um as is usually about the 50 grand mark because um it's it sort of any less than that it does become a little bit tricky because then our charges are very expensive for a very small pension amount it would take maybe three four years where you're potentially you know in terms of making your money back not that that's the only reason why you're doing it. And I don't discourage people from getting advice for that reason. Um, but the conversation might be, yes, we can help you, but this is our fee and how comfortable are you paying that? Um, we have to charge a fee as financial advisors um, because of the way that the regulation works. We also have to pay quite high. Um, so we have to do a lot of CPD, continued professional development. We have to pay for... Um, sort of, uh, licensing fees we have to pay for liability insurance systems and programs and software and there's a huge amount of red tape around the regulation around how we help people and obviously we still we need to be qualified and have a certain amount of experience that's a, a given um, I'm independent and I always advocate uh, to independent advisors because we're not then tied to a particular company um, and 
so the, the way that advisors charge just depends on who they work for, um, if they're self-employed, what kind of business model they run, if they're a sort of a sole trader set up on their own or they have a large office, for example. Um, so people, advisors charge very differently. It's a bit like having anything else, if you're having a carpet fitted or a kitchen fitted or you're buying a new car or um you know it, it depends on how old the car is you know what area you live in it, it, it exactly the same with financial advisors it's not a one you know everyone will charge the same um for myself I charge a fixed fee um below half a million um over half a million it's a percentage of one percent um but I we agree on an amount and fix it and so therefore it is a fixed amount that I charge the client. The reason for that is because I like the client to know exactly it's not going to change. So they say, oh, I've got an extra amount, 20 grand, 30 grand, whatever the cha- things can change. Sometimes I'm doing more per month. I don't I don't charge any extra for that. Um, I like to keep things really simple and really upfront with clients. So when you're talking to a financial advisor, the charging structure is really important and they should be super upfront about it. Now, there can be some bells and whistles added, but just be really clear on what value you need from those bells and whistles, you know, like an online portal. I wouldn't be paying an awful lot of money for something like that. Most advisors now have online portals, for example, or, you know, quarterly uh, reports. A lot of the systems and programs can, you know, you can get that kind of thing quite easily. So I wouldn't be paying an awful lot for things that, might be added on um, but I wouldn't necessarily say that's an awful lot of value I think where we add quite a lot of value is like the conversation I had with a client this morning was three hours and we talked about they've got money to invest but some of it's not going to be invested straight away so I've connected them with a platform where I'm not taking a charge or a fee or anything I've actually given them the discount so that they they get that that deducted from their charges because they're, they're not giving me a fee um, so that the money can't be held in the best savings cash rates until we make some investment decisions. We talk to them about their mortgage and overpaying on their mortgage. And we talk to them about their kids and their junior ISAs and et cetera, et cetera. Like, there's lots of sort of the bit, whole conversation. It's very holistic. It's not just, oh, I've got this pension with Scottish widows. What should I do with it? That's included, but it's not just that. Um. So once we've had the second conversation and we've figured out exactly what offering is right for the client, um, excuse me, we've told the client what our fee, fees are. Um, if they want to take a breather and have a little think about it, we would normally send them our services brochure just so they can see the charges and the structure in a document. Um, and then we would um, follow up with them in a couple of weeks just to see if they've got any questions. If they're ready to go ahead there and then, then we would start the process and we would invite them to, we've got an encrypted client portal, which is where they upload their client information. So we can't just, you know, stick it on the back of a post-it note or just have a conversation. Um, so quite ne- willy nilly, we need to have a very much in-depth conversation. And there's a lot to discuss and the simplest and easiest way for the client and the quickest way for the client to give us that information is for them to put it into a system. Um, that system is really user-friendly. It's encrypted, so it's super, super safe. 
And it means that then when I come to speak to them next, I've got all the information in front of me without having to ask, what's your national insurance number or what's your date of birth and how long have you lived there? It's more in-depth conversations about what do you want for your future? What do you want for your children's future? That's another pause there for a second. Um, to clear my, uh, oh, when you've had, uh, had a cold, it's just, yeah, so stuffy. Um, yeah, so we would send them an online portal. They would complete the information um, as best as they can. And we would also upload a letter of authority. So this is um, a one-page document. It's not like laboriously long. It's not a big, long form. It's just a letter that they sign at the bottom to give us authority to collect information only. We're not doing anything else. We're just collecting information from their provider. So they would need to sign one of those per policy. Um, we would then send that to the provider. We sometimes ask them for a statement. Um, for example, companies like Scottish Provident, Aviva, they have a multitude of different departments in different locations all over the country. So sometimes if we've got a statement, it tell us what office it's under um, so we can get ring a, a direct phone number. It might not be quite the right department, but it should be the right, roughly the right location. Um, and we would then send the letter of authority to the provider, check that they've received it. And within a certain time frame, that provider would send the information back. Now, without dissing certain companies, there are certain companies that take a long time to respond. Others are really quick and very good. Um, so the main sort of mainstream providers are very good. Um, there are some financial advisor kind of set up firms, which I won't name, but one of them begins with an S. Um, it's a, used as an initial quite a lot. Um, there's a J in there and it might end in a P. They're, they're not very great at getting back information. Now, and I don't really blame some of these providers because, you know, we're taking, potentially taking away that client. Not always because I'm a, independent advisor and the way that I work is a very impartial way so let's just say you've got an existing financial advisor which doesn't happen very often but let's say you did or you had a situation where you've got an existing investment that's been set up years ago and um, I'd review it and if it's best to stay where it is I'd say stay where it is because I'm not getting paid on implementation of that advice so some advisors work in this way where you, they do the advice, they go for the advice report, and then you say, yes, I'll go ahead, please, and then they're paid. Now, to me, that's a little bit of a backward way of doing things because um, I'm then sort of saying to you, well, could I, be, could I be saying to you, go ahead with this because then I get paid? But what if actually it's best to stay where you are? How are you going to pay me then? I've just done all the work, same amount of work. In some respects, sometimes it's more. Um because I'm looking looking at the underlying investment strategies. So I've got one with a client recently there with Aviva. I set up a pension for them over a year ago with Aviva. But this scheme that they are currently got with Aviva, another old scheme I didn't review at the time, um, has 200 fund choices. So now I need to go through those 200 funds and figure out which one's best for them. Um, and that particular one, they can't move it. So, um, yeah, it's not always giving impartial independent advice um, I charge on advice because that's the professional element that I do I'm not giving it whether you go ahead with it or not I'm doing it based on the time I've spent giving you that advice so I charge on the report but whilst we're collecting the information and we're getting the information from the providers 
there there's, there's there isn't a charge for that the two initial conversations there's no charge once we've had the information back from the providers or close to most of it we will um, book in a set a third this time not a phone call an actual zoom meeting so i don't as a company as a general rule we do go and meet some clients in their houses but it's very few and far between and um, we generally do everything on teams or on zoom um, and clients love that and that's because a lot of our clients are tech savvy um, they're typically no older than maybe 60 65 they're not sort of terribly elderly um, therefore they're more than capable um, of concentrating and dealing with being online they're much more used to it um, so which is great for us because we can help more people and I hate trying to find addresses driving around I've done that <laughs> been there done that dark in the dark signing a torch trying to figure out if I'm on the right drive or not it's not fun especially in the winter in the pouring rain um so we do a what's called an investment strategy call so we would have already sent the client an attitude to risk profile um which is asking them questions about the kind of risk that they want to take with the money which I'm not getting into today we're not going to get into that sort of a can of worms I'm going to stick with the process and what it's like working with a financial advisor um and we would then um have a have a zoom call um, around that investment strategy we go delve more deeply into what we found so far discuss any plans any uh, aspirations um and if they were doing projections and we're talking doing financial planning the, the full forecasting piece then we'd go into a lot more detail about future planning um we would um maybe talk about mortgages we might talk about um, what they're currently paying we would talk about current tax um, efficiencies um, we would talk about you know their income and expenditure um, a whole conversation depending on who they are and what they're about um, so it can co cover financial planning insurances debt management retirement it, it could co cover a multitude of things excuse me um once we've then said, okay, we we know exactly what we're doing now. I know how much you're, what I'm playing with. With 100% confirm the client a fee, and after the call, we would send them what's called a client agreement on that online portal that I mentioned. Um, so they agreed to that fee, um, and at that point, I'm sort of go away and do finish off my research. So I start researching the existing funds. I start researching based on the strategy that they want to apply, what the new funds might look like, what tax wrappers that might be, the tax advantages that might, might apply, and put together a financial report for that client based on that recommendation. We would email it to that client along with our invoice, and we would arrange a call to go through that report with the client. Um, once we've gone through the report, and um, we might you know, we could be discussing a multitude of things, um, the client nine times out of 10, I don't think I've really ever had a client not, not want the advice and not go ahead. Um, would, we would start that implementation and we would, um, they'd say, okay, that's great. We would then send them the, on the system. We would send them out suitability report, that same report on the system. And they would tick happy to proceed. They obviously read through the documentation, um, and this is just an overview of, by the way, of the process. There's regulatory things that have to be done within this process. Um, excuse me. Um, and then we would, uh, so I'm not saying um and ah quite a lot. I've just, this head cold really just uh, 
yeah, froze your brain a little bit. Um, yeah, so we would um, send them on that system. They would say, okay, and then we would start the uh, implementation process where we'd, let's just say we're setting up some new accounts. We would go and do those and they would, they would never send the money to us. So they'd never send us any funds. It would be sent to Quilter, AJ Bell, Standard Life, Aviva, whichever platform um, or provider we have recommended the money would be sent to there and it's set up in that we set up the account in their name with that provider um with the underlying investment strategy that we've discussed um once that process is complete then that's all good and they might be a client who is a one-off piece of advice so we would do that for them and then it would finish and then they'd go on their merry way um or they might be an ongoing client so I look after about 80 to 85, I think maybe now, um, ongoing clients. And so we get, we get, we charge a percentage that a client doesn't have a right to check it. We're paid by the provider as their ongoing advisor. So if there's anything that they need, they basically come to us first. So they don't have to then speak to lots of different providers or different platforms or try and figure out how to use systems or processes. They can just come to us straight away and, and we do it for them. Once a year, we have to do a regulatory process. So we have to look after those clients in a certain way. So we would do a review of the, the portfolio, make sure it's in line with what we've just previously discussed and the change of circumstances, if anything else has changed for them, reevaluate their attitude to risk, um, and just, you know, make sure it's doing what it should be doing in a nutshell, really. Um, discuss any other concerns or issues that the client might have, um, any changes in circumstances, um, etc. Um, this year I've had to do a lot of work on existing plans and diversify quite a lot. Whereas in some previous years, you know, it's quite an it's quite a straightforward process. This year has I've I definitely had um, more of my money's worth this year and I've made um some few changes to some portfolios just because of the way um, the markets have been and I believe in diversifying as much as possible but that should set up the clients for uh, a real good a good uh, future and there's no charge for that because I'm, I'm that's part of the advice process as an ongoing client of course if the client's got any other problems concerns or what need any other help then we're happy to discuss um depending on um, what sort of level of client they are in terms of the serviceability depends on how much we do for them. Um, so, for example, if they've got a very small pension amount, maybe less than sort of 100,000, um, but they wanted to do some financial planning work, then we would charge a separate fee. Um, but if they're a sort of a higher, higher, um, got more funds under management client, we would have probably already done that as part of the process and part of the original package because that's often with more money becomes more problems. Um, so therefore you ha have to do a lot more planning for that. Um, so that is our that is our process. So I hope that gives you a feel of what it's like to work with a financial advisor. Um, all financial advisors will issue um, documentation. All financial advisors will collect your information. All financial advisors should give you not so independent they might be tied but they should give you you know good advice um in terms of what your circumstances and requirements are um but they all work in a different way in regards to whether they're online or face-to-face -face, what their minimum fees are um what the type of clients that they're good at um so i don't specialize in clients what i would call um, end of life 
um, where we're sort of care home planning, that kind of thing. I wouldn't say that's my specialty. Um, I'm better at uh, wealth creation around like the 45 to 55, 60 year old who is accumulating wealth rather than right at the end of the, uh, uh, the, the span. And there are, um, you need certain financial exams to be able to do care planning. Similar, you need certain qualifications to do pensions which are defined benefits so there's there's a guaranteed element and they're they're tricky these days to review in itself they're, the charges are quite expensive um also if you're doing lifetime mortgages so mortgages for elderly there's a particular exam you need for that um which again i i don't do that someone in my team does do that um so not all financial advisors will do everything i'm we're pretty generalists um rather than niche now but what we are is we're not accountants so we're not going to tell you what to put on your tax return. Um, we can talk to you about tax saving strategies. We can talk to you about, um, you know, tax planning for, for businesses in terms of pension contributions. Um, but we're not accountants. Equally, we're not tax advisors. So a tax advisor will be talking to you about capital gains tax, for example, Um although we take qualifications and we know that kind of thing not everybody um has a jurisdiction under the company to work out those kind of calculations a lot of financial advisors could refer you to an accountant to do that for you instead um because it's not always it's, it's quite a specialist area some of some of those tax calculations um what we should be more talking to you about is not just the products of moving product a from product b it's also about the planning, the actual what you want your retirement to look like and how you can be maximising your position. I feel like I've talked enough today about that particular subject. I'm sure that if you have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. Do email me at Rebecca at RebeccaRobertson.co.uk. You're welcome to email me any questions and I'll maybe do a whole podcast on it or I might just quickly email you back. I'd love you to subscribe. If you don't already subscribe, please, please do. And obviously, please leave a testimonial if you enjoy our shows. I'd love to um, get some more testimonials on, on our podcast. Um, so it's over and out for me today. Thank you for joining me. And I hope you found that helpful. Take care. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Accelerate Your Wealth. For further help or to connect with Rebecca directly, please head over to the website www.rebeccarobertson.co.uk where you can find further information on our planner, book and how to further maximise your wealth. Our sponsor, Evolution Financial Planning for regulated advice on pensions, investments, mortgages, insurances on www.evolutionfinancialplanning.co.uk forward slash podcast.